Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today is Alexis Hornbuckle. Alexis, how's it going? Going well, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate you coming on. Uh, Let's just go back in time. How did you first get involved playing basketball? Uh, my dad coached, my brother played, my uncles coached, my cousins played. So I grew up in the gym. And when I was about two years old, I started dribbling, like working on ball handling and stuff and never really looked back. But ironically, that wasn't even my first love. But that's really how it started and led into being playing on organized sports at four years old. So what, what was your first love? My first love was soccer, man. Oh, word. Did you play yeah. soccer in high school? Yeah, I got Renee to play soccer in high school too one year. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so was there a point where you had to take basketball more serious than soccer? Like in high school, were you like? Well, yeah, play? obviously. I grew up playing travel basketball and travel soccer. Then there came a point where you can't do two different travel sports because they're practically your. So obviously, around like eight, around like nine or ten years old, I'm like, hey, like I'm actually pretty good at this game. It's fun. And that's where all my focus went. So were you, were you like disappointed that you're better at basketball than soccer? No, I had scholarships in soccer too. So it's not good. Oh, <laughs> all right. You were a baller. Yeah. All right. So, all right. I took out. Yeah, you go. Man. Oh, all right. I didn't, I didn't even know that. So that's crazy. Um, So then, yeah. How did you, so I, I know you were like the number one player in the, in the nation too. So how did you, uh, how, what was your recruiting process like? And like, how did you ultimately pick uh, Tennessee? Um, the recruiting process was crazy. I'm talking about trash bags. We're going trash bags full of letters from people, every college, you know, all throughout the, the nation. And so I really had my, my pick at any, any school I wanted to go to, to be honest. Um, Tennessee caught my eye in the 90s when they had the HBO special about the Cinderella dance. Basically, it was their comeback season after losing 10 games in the regular season and coming back and winning a national championship. And it was a scenario in there where I guess the girls missed curfew or, you know, didn't do something they were supposed to do. Pat put trash cans on all four of the corners of the court and ran them so people threw up in all four trash cans. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, I want to go there. Like, I'm just crazy. Like, I need, I need that. I need that. I love it. And I was hooked since, like, sixth grade. So... You know, Tennessee really chose me. They just didn't know it. Oh, word. Uh, what about, but was there any, like, was there, like, a final three or no? Yeah, I went to Duke on an official visit. Um, they were up there, and possibly um, Georgia is my, one of my best friends, at Tasha Humphreys. Um, also McDonald's All-American and All-Star standout. And we were going to go either to Duke or Georgia. I'm like, nah, I'd rather go to Tennessee than Georgia, especially in the SEC. And, 
you know, UConn was always a possibility because it's UConn, but the more that I bled orange, the less I could even look at UConn as an option. I feel like I was betraying Tennessee. You know? <laughs> so really it was, I knew I was going to the University of Tennessee the moment they sent that first little questionnaire thing, you know, that starts in the beginning of recruiting and then you start to get, you know, calls, emails, letters um, and whatnot. So that's how that went for me. Well, I got to ask them, did you, did you visit UConn? I did not. Only school I visited on an official visit was Duke. I went to UNC unofficial, Virginia unofficial. Um, that was about it. Oh, ten, oh, I went to uh, Tennessee, of course, on an official visit. But and then what about like you yeah. being from you being from West Virginia, which is a smaller state? Uh, like, what, what was was it like surprising to you since you were from a smaller state? Yeah, but no, because <laughs> it's like we. My dad always did a great job coaching wise and building an organization that forced everyone on our team to grow. Literally every player that I played with in AAU when I graduated, we all went to college on scholarship. And it's just like, we have bought into the process. So I expected big things because I put in big time work. Yeah. And that's, that's how I was raised. Like you put in the work, you're gonna get, you're gonna get the outcome that you desire. And my desire was Tennessee. So I made sure to put in the work. Yeah, definitely. And going back to the soccer question, I got to ask, so, uh, did like, did you, you didn't take any visits for those or like, did someone try to sway you to nah, play soccer? Nah, man, I'm not going to play two sports in college. Like I was still, I was a little wild, man. No, I need my social time. Um, I would work out. Actually, my best friend was the goalkeeper. So we would do each other's workouts, like switch workouts and train together. She would go to the gym with me sometimes, or a lot of times I go to the field with her a lot of times. So I was always around it, doing something, playing, dabbling in it all throughout college. But no, nah, playing, man, that's like two different preseasons. That's two different conditioning. No, absolutely not. That's dope. That, that I mean, that's dope though, because I didn't know, like, because like I didn't, I mean, when you said it and then I didn't know that you were that good at it too. So that's dope. But uh, what, what was just like your overall experience like at Tennessee? Oh, man, it was awesome. I mean, I, honestly, I wish I could go back now and, like, really watch it and, and take it all in. Because, you know, when you're living, especially, you know, 18 to 21-year-old kid, you don't take it all in. Well, I didn't anyway. So it, it was a blessing. I mean, I was challenged every day in the classroom. I was challenged, especially in the weight room, in the training room, even when our trainer and corporate coach summit. So it was a unique experience. I think the best thing that ever happened to me was when I broke my wrist my sophomore year because I got to step back and see everything from the player and coach's perspective. And it it kind of brought my relationship with Coach Summit uh, closer. And that's what really kick-started that vibe that we began to build. Because I came in clashing heads, man. The last two seasons you won the, the, the championship – um so what what were what were the which actually which one which one was sweeter the first one or the second one <laughs> the first one because it was the first one you know <laughs> you also got to go out on the uh, as a champion yeah no actually we had to stay in and and celebrate because obviously everybody's not 21 number one but number two we had the draft the very next day it's not how it is oh, now yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that next morning, we were, we had to be up by like six, seven in the morning. Like we had uh, ESPN interviews with this with the starting five, and then straight from there, go back to the hotel, get your stuff that you bring into the draft, drive. It was about an hour and a half away, and then you're at the draft party. Then you go back to Knoxville. 
You land in Knoxville, you got a freaking parade and all types of stuff. So my yeah. first one was the best because it was first, but in terms of celebrating, I would have to say, oh, nah, it was 07, no lie. 07 was a classic. The, the party was crazy. The, <laughs> the, the wind was crazy. Everything was wild. And plus 08, I had to go straight to Detroit. So we didn't really get to soak that in. Yeah, that's so it was so draft day was literally the day after. Yeah, it used to be like that. I don't know why they organized it like that, but yeah. Wow. So uh did they even have um were, were wait, so were you present? Did they have like the draft like in person? Were you there? In person, yep. In person draft, me, my mom, my dad, my brother, uh a few of my cousins, my sister. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm all I'm all messed up because you know this year and stuff is there's no drafts anyways, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. So what what yeah that I mean that's a whirlwind of stuff. So what was it like just to get drafted uh, fourth overall by the shock? It was amazing um, just to be in that you know top five. I would have loved to have been in the top three, fell one short. Um, but yeah, I think Detroit was the perfect fit for me to be honest. I mean, being with Bill and Rick and Cheryl Reese, they I mean. Bill and Rick and themselves, the bad boys. Like you can't, you can't not play hard, and that's my that's my whole vibe anyway. Like I'm going 110 the minute I step on the court, and I like how they push me, challenge me every day. But also, like, listen, you're going to do it our way, or you're going to sit down. So that's the similar structure that I came up in as far as my dad coached me, then him handing me to Coach Summit, then you know from Coach Summit to Coach Bill. It was the perfect situation. I was excited. And I have family in Detroit, so I'm more than excited. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the the coaches that you had are all like legendary Pat Summit, Bill and Bear, uh, Cheryl Reed. Would you think that like helped you in your career a lot? Like just having great coaches? Absolutely, because they make you they make you they make you do more than just play the game. They make you think the game, learn the game, read the game, understand the game, study the game. And so that way you're always manning as a student of the game. So the more you're learning, the more you're going to learn to do and implement into your game or be able to stop, you know, if it's a defensive uh, session. But it, it makes you grow past your position or past your game. You're seeing everybody. You're, you're seeing how to help your teammates more. Um, just the interactions, talking to them before and after practice, they just kept it real um, as far as what needed to be worked on to gain more playing time. Who, who, who was the toughest to play for? The toughest? Coach Summit. Yeah. <laughs> I could see it. She, yeah, very intense lady, especially if it's just one of them days, like, you can't breathe right, blink right. Like, it's it's one of them, like, you're you're just walking on eggshells. It gets bad in there. PG, it gets bad. <laughs> um, What about, like, how do you, how do you feel about, like, uh, Bill and Barry, like as an ex uh, former NBA player, just like working in the WNBA. I think it's awesome. I mean, I think it's amazing uh, to be able to bring his skill set and talent over there to, I mean, over to our side. But he does a great job of coaching the women's. I mean, he has a proven track record of that. Uh, he's pretty much been successful or, you know, winning championships or competing for championships, you know, almost his entire career on the WNBA side. Uh, but I will also say this, obviously, there's a lot of qualified former WNBA players that could also be leading these women. And that would, to me, say a lot about the 
Title IX for one, the progression and advancement of women in the workplace. But I'm not going to take away from what Bill does on that side because he did a great job and I enjoy winning, you know, the championship with him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think Vicki Johnson just got named, but I, I'm not sure if she was, she, did she play in the WNBA? Yeah, VJ was cold. You crazy, man. She's, <laughs> she's older though, so I'm going to let you slide on that, but. I'm young here. <laughs> yeah. How are you? I'm 20, I'm 28. Oh, yeah, you ain't even dirty 30 yet, man. Yeah, VJ was cold. Like, that's that's a big deal right there. Yeah, yeah, I know that it, she did. It got a lot of uh, news, so that was that was dope. I mean, I think just in the past, even I would say like two years, the WNBA grew like just grew substantially, especially yeah, like finally. during the pandemic. Like I think there's more yeah. eyes are on it. There's more eyes are on the WNBA. Yeah, yeah, then, they were kind of, but I will take it. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I mean, weird scenario, but whatever. Um, yeah, and then I, I think you said that. I think you might be the only player to win, uh, only women's player to win the national championship and then the WNBA championship back to back. Yeah. Or the same year. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that was, uh, that was pretty awesome. We were competing against Candace. So it was like I was competing against yeah. my lady ball sister for the championship after just playing side by side for another championship. Yeah. That's crazy. And then, um, did you go overseas your first season? Yeah, what I about, played all. I played eleven. Did you did you win anything that year, like two thousand eight? No, I didn't actually. I did. At at a three P, you know, there's not much. There's you know, there's not that much uh, information on the overseas career. Oh uh, yeah, no. If I had that trifecta, trust me, it'd have been public news because I had a new show. That's crazy dope. And then yeah, what was it? I know you. So you played for the Detroit Shock, and then they had the move to Tulsa. What 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 was that like? Mixed emotions. Uh, you know, I I'm not one to sugarcoat. So I will say the basketball part of it, I did not like. Besides that, you know, we went over with about five of us from the Shock. So as far as that, but the coaching situation, um, he just he had no clue about WNBA and women's basketball. Like, he didn't even know who the Olympians were in the league. Like, we don't scouting reports, and he don't know that. And then he's trying to do 40 minutes of hell with women 21 to 40. Nobody's doing that shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> but outside of that, the front office, the, the city, the neighborhood, that was like red carpet treatment because we were the only professional team in Tulsa. Um, they got semi-pro baseball and stuff like that. But um, arena football, but no professional, no other professional sport. Obviously, Oklahoma uh, City Thunders in Oklahoma. So, I mean, Oklahoma City. So, that part I love. Just the basketball part, like, that's when I was like, I need to be traded. I told my agent, I can't do this no more. So, right before that last little trade deadline, uh, work, worked out where I got back with uh, Coach Cheryl Reeves in Minnesota. Yeah, and then uh, you were at, you were part of the the start of their dynasty, and uh, you won the championship again in 2011. Um, how how was that experience? That experience was good. I mean, it was different than my 08 because my 08 I was actually you know averaging 20 plus minutes. Like I was playing mm-hmm. in that Minnesota one, I was really riding the pine, man. Like it was politics involved and stuff, and I'm not that patient. Uh, and at that time, I wasn't even that knowledgeable about 
how to play the politic the game of politics and and still you know kind of get what I want business wise out of it. Um, so that part kind of sucked. But overall, being a part of something that was the beginning, you know, like yo, I want a, uh, a freaking championship side by side with Simone Augustus, mm-hmm. who I looked up to. You know what I'm saying? Watched her film. Shoot, she even got me on YouTube highlight shaking the shit out of me on the spin move bucket, embarrassing me. But um, to me, she's, you know, she's a legend. Um, and so being able to do that and knowing that they now have what, like four or five mm-hmm. uh, championships and to know I was, you know, a part of the, the start was, that's an amazing feeling. Yeah, actually, I, I didn't even see this till now. Um, you got to play in the Pan Am, Pan Am games also. Um, so what, what was it like to just represent the USA? Man, that was great. We were in Brazil. Coach uh, Don Staley was the coach. So, man, I used to have Don Staley on my wall as a kid growing up. So that was that was an amazing experience, a humbling experience. That was my first time out of the country, really. Mm-hmm. And just to be able to experience a different culture, you know, a different atmosphere, and also be able to play against um, women from all over the world. Man, I met people from all different sports, from boxers to, you know, track jumpers. Uh, I mean, all types of things. So... That's something that I, I'm definitely happy I got to be a part of. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I know uh, previously I asked you uh, if I could see your rings, but you don't have any on you. And so do you, yeah. do you have that gold do you have that gold medal, though, or not? Nah? Uh, I do. Sometimes I put it up, so. How many, how many while you're looking, how many, how many rings do you have total? Like, I know, obviously, like, the, the main championship ones, but, like, you got the. Uh, three, three SECs. Um, three SECs, two NCAA, two WNBA, and then overseas, man. I don't know multiple ones. I didn't really count those. Yeah, I don't know if y'all can. Uh, I might have to take my background off. Can you see it? Yeah, it's dope. Yeah, and on the back it's is just it real gold. Big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. dope. I guess I can always uh pawn this if times get rough. Um. <laughs> No, nah, I'm kidding. I would never do that. But um, yeah, that was a, that was that was a fun experience. I was out there with Angel McCautry, uh, Mati Ajavon, Candice. Uh, no, wait, was Candice out there? Yeah, I believe CP. Yeah, CP was there. Candice Wiggins, Candice Parker, Tasha Humphreys. Um, yeah, we were just out there having a good old time. Tell me a little bit about just like your overseas career. I know it's uh, there's always wild stories over there, but like what? Just list like the countries you played in. Uh. Turkey. Um, are you talking like that I played for or that I played in like we were over there? Oh, yeah. training no, no, like teams, you, yeah, teams you played for, I mean. I played for, okay, so um, Turkey, Finland, Israel, uh, Puerto Rico, Jordan, Dubai. Um, Dubai? What was that like? Man, I love living in Dubai. <laughs> it was a four over there. They have like shorter seasons. And oh, four months of love. Um, yeah, yeah. I, the city we stayed in was, or the city I played in was called Sharjah. So that's about 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes um, from actual downtown Dubai. But yeah, that was love. And I think, I think that was it because I was, I played like four or five different seasons in Israel. I was about uh, to say, I heard, I heard Israel is dope. That's my favorite place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's definitely one of my favorite. Like, it's just beautiful. You're surrounded by water and beaches and history, uh, great food, nice people. 
it's just smooth get around. Like I, I just like it a lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, are you ready for the average of savage questions? They're gonna they're gonna uh they're just like more like fun questions. Of course I'm ready, man. I stay ready, let's go. Watch me be like, oh I wasn't ready. All right, well, all right, well, what was uh what was the worst what was the worst country that you, you lived in? The worst country I lived in? Um ooh. oh good question. I'd say Finland. It's just so dark and cold. Like it's so, it's like two hours of sunlight. I gotcha. What about who? Who's your favorite player growing up? I think you kind of mentioned it. Um. Well, I had a few, but like my favorite, favorite, take the cake, Cynthia Cooper. All right. What about what about NBA? Did you have one? Of course, Jordan. The whole Chicago joint, like yeah. Jordan and uh, Robin, they were like I. I was hooked onto them. I tried to take little pieces of all their games. But I'm big on defense, so I was always really watching Scotty a little more. Yeah. What did you think of the last dance? Oh, I thought it was dope. It was a little – it was raw. It was – I wanted more. Like, nah, it's, it's so much more than this. But oh, they could have made it, like, we were a million hours. A yeah, of course. They could have ran a forever series. But just to see his, his attitude, how he functions, and then you see Mamba mentality and how that, you know, kind of escalated, elevated – uh, and and was passed on like that was just dope because I used to think I was crazy. That's how I went for practice, man. Like cussing teammates out, challenging them, ready to fight, everything. Like so, so I love it. But if you're like minded, it don't affect you. It pushes you. But you know what I'm saying. Me and Renee used to be at each other's throats in practice. I think I think the the dope thing about Rodman too, like it showed younger kids that like if you play defense, like it doesn't matter if you're if if you score basically like if you're getting 20 rebounds and zero yeah he was getting 20 rebounds and like five points yeah yeah and and getting four to five fouls every game but he's also that player that's going to somebody's mental game yeah you always need a robin on your team yeah yeah for sure yeah i mean i think uh i think they have yeah they have a 30 for 30 i don't think i watched his yet but i definitely gotta check that one out too what about i watched um, it yeah definitely check that you oh you saw it yeah check that out uh, what about what's up, what, what's up, what's something uh, people don't know about you? Some people don't know. I love music. Like, um, <laughs> I think growing up, I probably had lessons on, I don't know how many different instruments, drums, piano, guitar, saxophone, um, never really stuck with me. Cause I grew up like, Oh, you play music. Like you're a nerd. Now I think yeah. it's like the coolest thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Damn, I missed out on an opportunity to be multi-talented. Um, but my mother sang, uh, still does. She toured overseas singing in a gospel group. Um, so grew up in the church. My brother plays the drums. I just, I love music, like all types of genres. Everything from jazz to classical, you know, hip, the hip hop, rap, R&B, gospel, all that. What's your, what's your favorite song right now? My favorite song right now? Probably, uh, what is it, CJ Whoopty? I just like this one part. <laughs> all right, I got a good question. Then based off that, because somebody, I saw somebody's like story and they were like, uh, they think he's going to be like a one hit wonder. And he might be, and I, that might just be my right now. But some of that joint, just listening to the words to me, I don't know. It was uh, entertain, entertaining for sure. Yeah. What about, what, why do you, why did you wear uh 14? 
What up, my brother? My brother wore 14. My sister wore 22. So if you notice, like, throughout my playing career, I try to be the 14-22. I got you. Well, what? All right. So then why they wear those numbers <laughs> or how they pick them? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. That's a, I, don't, I don't know. I have to ask my brother that and my sister. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I was like, you know, I just felt like, you know, my sister didn't um, – she played in college, but she didn't go past that. My brother played in college at NAI, um, but he didn't complete his college. So, like, being the first one to graduate, you know, having that opportunity to get drafted into the pros, I just felt like I'm just always going to continue to represent them because they've helped me so much along the way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's dope. Um, yeah, and I know you got a lot a lot of stuff going on now. You're on multiple podcasts. Some podcasts I still don't even know what you're on. You're on – I see a different one every day. Um, but, yeah, like, just tell the people what you're doing now. <laughs> I was like, dang, what else you got going on? Well, one is behind me, Retired Athletes for Radical Unity. Uh, we do a podcast. I mean, actually, that's a broadcast uh, partnering with WYTV7 in Charlotte, uh, where my partner and I, Matt Gersberg, we, it's the 14 and 41 Unity Show. And basically, it's, it's just we live in a time now where racism is in the forefront of a lot of things and social injustices. And so people who play sports, who are entertainers, who, you know, are great at marketing. Like if you can get yourself out there and you're doing the right thing for the right reason, you'll, people will see that they'll find you, you know, it's not, it doesn't start off that way, but obviously once you do the groundwork work, people will find you. So that's, you know, we've um, interviewed former Olympians. We've interviewed former pro players in multiple sports, basketball, football, uh, boxing, um, man you name it but that's one got my podcast the collective unfiltered every monday night at seven um after every lady ball game <laughs> we do one buck and two mc show where i team up with a with a well-known author and writer and sports fanatic in knoxville and we do a post-game lady ball podcast stream live after every single game um and then anything else you see me on ball, that's probably i was just guest on it to yeah. be honest yeah for sure um and then last one it ha has there any has there been any like crazy fan like pull up on you before not pull up on i did have a little scary guy from jail writing me and it got a little out of hand i had to inform you know all the right people like coaches and managers and all that and he was just talking about how we was going to be together when he got out there was two things wrong with that bro i don't know you and number two, I'm gay. I don't want that. <laughs> wait, wait. How did he know you? Well, oh, he just knew you from, like, basketball? In college, I don't know. But definitely not nobody in jail. I've never met. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty funny and strange. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's that's pretty funny. No, that, no, that was good. No, that was good. <laughs> I like that. Uh, well, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, could you let the people know where they can follow you at? Absolutely. Um, Y'all can find me at AlexisHornbuckle.com. You can find me on Instagram at Buck1422. Twitter, Hornbuckle14. Uh, Facebook, just Google Alexis Hornbuckle. Um, or you can also look it up, Buck1422. Make sure y'all follow me, like me, show support, hate it or love it. I want feedback. So, Paul, I thank you for allowing me to use your platform today, man. It's been fun. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.